Welcome back to 187 Tinfoil FM. It is 12.59 exactly on the hour, and you have joined us for The Rock Block. Two solid hours of rock and roll news, music, and views with me, your host, Captain Cockrock. Coming up tonight, one of our most popular features, Behind the Music, where we look at the stories and the history behind the creation of some of rock's most iconic albums. And you do not want to miss it tonight, folks, because we have ourselves a doozy. Tonight, we will be discussing one of the most controversial and troublesome bands out there, the mighty Solar Warden. It was a dark December night in England, circa 1999, when a lapsed Satanist, a self-proclaimed science buff, and a drug-addled lunatic made a pact to educate the world through music. After vocalist Gaz discovered the writings of seminal researchers Zachariah Sitchin and David Icke, he felt compelled to inform the public at large of the reptilian elite agenda, and he was going to do it through music. As with any rock and roll success story, there were stumbling blocks along the way. One of the first stumbling blocks to trouble the band was the fact that not one member of the band had one single iota of musical talent, experience, or ability. Despite this obvious handicap, vocalist Gaz, inspired by the sex magic of Aleister Crowley, firmly believed that he could manifest musical ability purely through concentrated and dedicated masturbation. After two solid months of focused masturbation, Gaz was asked by his bandmates, Ben and Mike, to leave their apartment and maybe go jerk off at his own place. Disappointed and disillusioned with his failure to manipulate reality simply through tugging alone, Gaz started to meddle with even darker forces. It was around this time that he spent his life savings on a selection of farmyard animals, ranging in size from a chicken to a cow. He was not planning on starting a small holdings. He was, however, about to start the ritualistic blood sacrifice of the animals in an effort to appease the gods and gain musical superpowers. After several weeks of blood-soaked sexual sacrifice and borderline bestiality, Gaz was again asked by Ben and Mike to leave and go do it at his own place. Gaz never made it home. Having contracted several nasty viruses from the animal corpses, a lengthy stay in the hospital ensued. While Gaz lay on his deathbed, Ben and Mike honed their musical skills by playing copious amounts of championship manager on the PC. After making a miraculous comeback to health, Gaz decided that the message of the music was more important than the music itself and he stopped inhaling cocaine from the anuses of dead goats and just started singing. 
The resulting track, Interdimensional Penis, shook up the world and the response to the record was, well, mixed to say the least. Some people loved it so much that they got Solar Warden tattoos. Some were so offended that they wrote letters to Congress numbering in the hundreds of thousands. And one man in West Virginia was so disappointed in the record that he shot himself in the chest with a 12-gauge shotgun upon hearing the opening bars. Nonetheless, Solar Warden had landed and interdimensional penis had been unleashed upon an unsuspecting public. Rock and roll and the world would never be the same again. But turn it up, folks. This is Solar Warden with their debut record, Interdimensional Penis. <laughs> Dimensional 
Alright, we're back with 187 Tinfoil FM and the Rock Block. I'm your host, Captain Cock Rock, and we are looking at the history of rock and roll supergroup Solar Warden. After the release of Interdimensional Penis, controversy seemed to follow the band like a bad smell. Band members Gaz and Mike were both arrested at a gas station outside Glasgow for getting into a fistfight with two of Rick Astley's backing dancers which resulted in the two dancers being doused in gasoline and set alight. Luckily for the dancers, Mike had drunkenly doused them in leucosate and not gasoline, but still, the intention was there, and so was the lengthy jail sentence. With his band members incarcerated, Ben began to form a plan that would see Solar Warden claim their rightful place among rock and roll's elite. Knowing that the band had absolutely zero musical talent and zero cash funds, Ben decided to persuade some session musicians to play the music for them, and he would persuade them at gunpoint. On the eve of Mike and Gaz's release from prison, Ben put his plan into motion. Unfortunately, the only band playing within walking distance of Ben's apartment was a Garth Brooks tribute act. After a short discussion and some gunplay, Ben took the band members and commandeered their equipment van. By the time Gaz and Mike got there, Stockholm Syndrome had begun to set in, and Ben and the country music band were getting along like a house on fire, which led to Solar Warden's genre-bending, life-affirming anthem of peace. Folks, this one needs no introduction. Just turn it up and enjoy. Solar Warden with tinfoil cowboy hat. Wow, that song really does never get old. You're back with me, Captain Cockrock, and the Solar Warden behind the music. After the global success of Tinfoil Cowboy Hat, it may come of no surprise to find that the band started to fall apart at the seams. Gaz was ordered by a Supreme Court judge to go to a farmyard animal rehabilitation center indefinitely. While Ben and Mike shunned the trappings of fame and went back to their 87th season of Championship Manager on the PC. While in rehab, Gaz befriended the rapper Kanye West and became convinced that rap metal was the way forward. Despite it being 15 years too late, he released his solo record, 
flat earth. And we would be remiss not to touch on that period. And so, here it is, folks. Who really believes that the earth is flat? You're standing on the ground of a planet that's wrong! Very clever people have been up to space and observed it with their face. You're standing on the ground of a planet that's wrong! Common sense has come to call. Guess what, buddy? There's no ice wall. You're standing on the ground of a planet that's can do is apologize, my listening friends, but fear not, because the Solar Warden's story does not stop there. After Gaz was deemed fit to be in human society and safe to be around four-legged creatures, he knew he had to get back to the band. Under the shadow of Donald Trump and a potential nuclear holocaust of the entire solar system, it was important that the world knew about the reptilian alien elite. And Gaz knew that Solar Warden were the band to do it. The only band who could do it. After some negotiations and the kidnapping of some more session musicians, they were back, baby. Here's Solar Warden with Lizard Queen.
Seven Tinfoil FM and the Rock Block with me, Captain Cockrock. So what are the Solar Warden boys up to these days? That's where it gets interesting, folks. Lead vocalist Gaz is now a UN ambassador. Ben and Mike have gone in a different direction. Mike is managing Ben through his mixed martial arts training. Ben is going to be taking part in what the UFC is calling their biggest ever fight. When Ben steps into the octagon next June with none other than Infowars.com founder Alex Jones in what is touted as the fight of the galaxy. I'll be there, folks, and I know you will be too. They do still release the odd track here and there, the most recent being... Quantum Ejaculation, which I'll be playing for you in a moment. We here at 187-104-FM hope you've enjoyed Behind the Music tonight, and we will be back after this song to hear the news read by the lovely Polly Pocket Rocket. Before that, though, here's the mighty Solar Warden one more time. 